What's going on, everybody? This is Detroit Reese, but they will read the fine print. This episode is this is episode seven. Um, it's called M80 Speaks. This is with rapper, entrepreneur M80, overall good dude. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do. And if you like us, or even if you hate us, um, rate us um, and review it, and uh, you know, download it, you know, and tell your friends about it. Um, so, without further ado, here's the episode. What's going on, world? This is Detravis, but there with the Redefined Print Podcast today. We got a very special guest, um, rapper, entrepreneur, um, cannabis. You're in the cannabis business, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the DM not gonna give his last name out. Um, AKA M80, AKA Paperboy80. Um, you may be familiar with him or not, but he's on the podcast today. Thanks again for that. Uh, for Getting on the call, man. I know you could be doing anything. Well, you ain't could be doing much in this lockdown, but <laughs> but thank you for getting on this call because you can. It's time you can't get back. So go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Right, right, definitely, bro. Um, I go by M80. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, from Patterson, New Jersey. You know what I mean? Jersey, born and raised. Um, definitely, man. I know. Uh, today topic. You know, we was uh going over. Speaking on contracts. Yeah, we're we going to get there, though. We don't got to start with that. Okay. Give, give, give us some background information on you. What part of Patterson, up the hill, down the I'm hill? From, you know? I'm from the west side of Patterson. You know what I'm saying? I'm from west side, Union Ave. Okay. You know I mean, um, you know, uh, a lot of people know, know what that's about. You know what I mean? They know my side. It's a little different where I'm from. Um, We grew up kind of different. Um, when you say different, what what do you mean by that? I say different because where, where I'm from, growing up for me, um, Patterson was, you know, at, at a point in time, it was mainly, it was a lot of uh, gang activity going on, coming up. Okay. Um, so I want to say like from around the time when I was about 12, um, it was a big epidemic, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the uh, bloods was out there at the time. And, um, you know, where I'm from, I'm from the west side of town. Where we, You know, there was a lot of crips over there on that side. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, whether you was crip or not, they considered you to be a crip. If that's, if that, you know, if you was from that area. Well, so, yeah, years are we talking? This is, um, I want to say this is, 2004 2004 okay 2004 2003 um around that time um yeah around that time but don't don't get it don't get it twisted it's been it's been going on long before me you know what i'm saying when i was a kid just you know this stuff been probably originated probably even like the the late 90s you know what i'm saying um that that that, that was going on but yeah, that's you know that's that's my area. That's where I'm from. That's where we grew up on. So we grew up kind of different from the whole, um, a lot of other parts of the town. You know what I'm saying? We were kind of like in our own world. Um, I'm I'm pretty much sure everybody was, but at least that's how I feel. You know, yeah. um, we was in our own world. But uh, yeah, got up. You know, I got in trouble a little bit growing up. 
Like your mom and your, your mom was a I know well, I met your mom before. Well, I ain't meet her officially. I met yeah. her mom. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, was your pops around? Um for the most part, my 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 dad, he tried to be, you know, when he could. My dad was in trouble a lot. Um not you know, he got he got into a tr- in trouble enough to where as though he was he was away for a while. Um yeah. And then, you know, he 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 came home and I think he went back. He went away again. So he wasn't around too often. I wanna, you know, pretty much the streets raised me, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um you know, it's like the story of any a lot of most most kids coming up in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Um some dudes had a dad, some some of they some of their dads allowed them to be in the streets, you know what I mean? Some dads raised their kids like that because they don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. You know? How you um, relationship with your mom? Me and my me and my mom relationship, my mom's young. I got a young mother, you know what I'm saying? So our relationship was more like um my mom was strict, she was firm on me, but it was only but so much she could do with me, you know what I'm saying? My mother had me when she was 16, you know, so growing up, you know, she always tried to keep me, like, and all the flyy shit, you know what I mean, growing up and stuff like that. But as I got a little older, once I was, you know, the size of a damn, you know, grown man, once your feet start getting big and you, you <laughs> grown man size shoes, you know what I'm saying, that's when they be like, yo, you got to figure it out. So, like I said, that's why I'll go back to say, like, around when I was, like, around 12, you know, growing up on uh, 13 and, and start being rebellious and getting into the street activity and stuff like that. That's that's what, you know, it was a, um, that was my downfall, but my downfall was also like my uprise because in the same, in that same moment with those things happening and facing jail time, I faced 10 years when I was 17, you know what I'm saying? So going through all those obstacles, that's what, Open my eyes. I learned along the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I still didn't have it. All the, I still don't got it all together. You know what I mean? I, yeah. As far as like, okay. you know, it's everything is it's a learning process as you go along. Um, you learn with ex, you know a good experience as you go on. But yeah, I won't worry about having it all together. I'm a little bit older than you, and I still don't have it all together. I don't, I don't think you ever have it all together. Mm-hmm. It's just like. Without, without, like, the philosophy I like to live in is, like, I try to be better than I was yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. not I'm not always successful with it. And you're going to have, you know what I'm saying? Life is about ups and downs. So it's going to be one day you're going to be better, a lot better than you was yesterday. And then the other days you're going to be a lot worse than what you was. But you want to at least have it, like, wow. you know, a steady incline. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be bumps. That's right. just life. You know what I'm saying? But to have a steady incline. <clears throat> That's one of my philosophies. I'm like, like if I could be a little bit better than I was yesterday, right. it's, 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 I did all right. I mean, I, I and I try not to get down on, on myself too much. Like, so don't even worry about that. At the end of the day, yesterday what it was, and today is the today. You got a new day. You know what I'm saying? To try to do it all over, try to do better. But you right. took me back. You took me back to the um to the adult sneaker side, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my mother, my mother, um. So, you know, I'm from Patterson originally, up right. the, up there on downhill. But um, so we moved, we moved from Patterson to Trenton and, um, when I was 12. 
Mm-hmm. Trenton was where I was living at in Trenton was called the Wilbur section. It's worse than every section I lived in the past. So that shit is like a uh, <laughs> that shit is like a third world country for real, for real. Yeah, like, Trenton up, man. <laughs> yeah. So then, so when I was thirteen, we she moved me to the suburbs, and that's when I like, my um my uh I got into the adult sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. So um doing the um. So you know, my mom's young too. She had me at seventeen. So we kind of similar in that in that regard. Right. She had me at seventeen. So um, she used to keep me in the Jordans and the fly, getting all that. So you know, once my um my that size changed, she had though she still had the same budget for sneakers. You know? Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, this ain't gonna work. So I'm used to having Jordans. I went from Jordans to having like. Like the, the the real basic New Balance out of out of Marshalls or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, like, you know what I'm saying? And she basically told me the same thing. She was like, "Yo, like," but she was like, "She ain't tell me to figure it out." But that, in so many words, that's what she said. Like, "Yo, like this is what it is. Like my budget's still fifty dollars or whatever the budget was. I think it was like seventy. Like my budget's still seventy dollars. So you're gonna have right, to make right. it work with with the with seventy dollars. And you know, seventy dollars on the Dell sneakers is real, real entry level." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you real, you real, real entry level. So I was like, Yo, so you, I, are, you gonna have a hard time getting you some um Nike slip flip flops with them. Yeah, That's yeah. It. So but yo, you gotta check it out. So so I'm I'm going, I'm eighth grade, right? So this is my first I'm in a brand new town, suburbs, this is East Windsor, New Jersey. Mostly white, like ninety percent white, probably more than that. I don't know, it's probably like at least eighty five percent white, right? So I'm going to school with and we moved when mother ain't had no money because she had a, the security deposit and everything with the crib. She was like, yo, you're going to basically have to go to school with your um, your last year clothes, right? right. And you know, like the first week, you're trying to be fresh, right? So I'm right, like, right. man, but nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> you try to mix it up and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, but, she, but she's like, yo, I'm going to get you right, but right now it's tight because it was only her. You know what I'm saying? She's like, right now we tight and we just move. And I'm like, yo, I'm like all embarrassed. It's a culture shock and all that. Well, I mean, we made it work, but I think my first pair of sneakers that I had was some, um, this is when um, um Larry Johnson was playing. I don't even know if you remember him, Grandma Ma. I think I, I remember. I remember. He, he a little bit before my time, but I remember he used to be on this little cereal boxes and shit. Yeah, yeah. So he had he had his own Converse sneakers. So I'm is like the Jordans, though, for his, for Converse, like for his price range. So I had the, the bootleg drinks right under his. But yo, you get back, yeah. So I'm like, I I I recognize that struggle, but I, I didn't even have an option to be in the street because there was no streets to be out in out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that might low key, man. I'm talking to you. That might low key change my life for real, for real. Right, right. <laughs> that's out. That's my whole. That's that was my scenario. But I it, I mean, it kind of went the opposite way for me. It, kinda, it made me like, it made me want more. Start. I start getting into the streets. I start, you know. Doing with the typical young kid, I was doing what everybody else do. Start hustling, um, you know, petty hustling. You know, thought we wasn't making no money really at that age. You know what I'm saying? Um, getting into trouble, uh, that you know, robbery and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? Um, that's you know, that's what I was facing time for. And it was like, I remember getting in trouble, and it was like, no. Um, I had gotten in trouble prior to that when I was like 15 for probably around that time I had went. Then yeah, I got locked up when I was 15 in school actually. Um, oh. 
it's crazy because my man's my man's had stole somebody um he took somebody iPod. Uh-huh. Right. And I'm like, damn, um, so but the way he asked him for it, we was coming up the steps. The way he he was like, he always like this slick dude. Like he, you know, he talks slick, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? He um he actually just came home not too long ago. He was, you know, he unfortunately he was like in and out too. You know what I mean? But he home now. So, you know, God bless. Definitely on, on that, on on behalf of that. But at the time we was in high school, he how he, his approach on, on this kid, he like, yo, let me um let me hold your iPod down real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Talk to him. However, he got mind you, he don't know this kid from the can of paint. Like yeah. what high school is that? Kennedy? Kennedy. Yeah. So he like, um, yeah, John F. Kennedy. Um so he like, yo. He like, let me let me see your iPod, whatever. My man gave him the iPod. For however, he like, yo, I'm gonna bring it back to you, whatever. Period. This kid like, all right, cool. He don't know this kid. You don't know this kid. Yeah. yeah. So he was kid yeah. don't know him. So I'm like, all right, bet we keep it moving. Boom, boom, we doing the class now. Mind you, in high school, I never really, I barely went to class. Like, I probably don't know any of my teachers. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I, I don't. I, I only can name like two teachers to you. Yeah. My entire time in high school. However, I still managed to get my GED. You know what I mean? Afterwards, after I got in trouble, got my GED and um, got J Rack and shit like that. I still, you know what I mean? I still managed to do everything I needed to do. Got my certification in um, welding, manufacturing technology. After that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, but um. I just had to throw that in there, you know what I mean? Because I don't want, it, you know, the viewers and if it's younger viewers listening to think that, you know. Are we going to get this all stuff. And that's just, because that ain't what it is. But, you know what I'm yeah, saying? We're going to get into all that because that, that's that's what this podcast is about. It's really about telling your story and then going to the fine print about stuff people don't talk about. Because right, in our right. culture, what we have is like, we have a, a culture that's unfortunately celebrates ignorance and don't really talk about like, the consequences of, of stuff and then like the redemption story like so what you deal doing on a um on the on a comeback you know what i'm saying right but we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that but we yeah, finish the story though take it right so now um so now we he let he let my you know what i mean he let dude hold his ipod he let my man hold his ipod so however i end up going to a class i end up going to one of my classes and um next thing you know Security coming to the um, you know what I mean? They coming to the door, asking about me, whatever, whatever. However, they didn't see me in the class. I walks out the classroom after the security came out. I walks out the classroom. I go down the hallway. Uh-huh. Now I'm seeing security at every end of the hall, and I keep hearing they um, I keep hearing they dispatchers going off. So I'm like, what the fuck? Walking. You know how you could just, you know how you walk, and then as you walk, you. They looking at me, but I, and I'm looking at them, but I, I can yeah. feel like they want me for something. And I'm like, so I'm just going the opposite way. Because around that time, I used to come in and out of school as frequently as I want. I used to have a stolen car right in the back every for every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So I would, I, would, I would park my car. I would park the car up and, um, and come back to the, come in and out the, what's the name? I was so cool with some of the security. They would let me in through the back. I will come in through like the um, back cast entrance, and um, 
up at like the side door and come in and be chilling. So, however, I seen them, they, you know, I could just feel it. Like I could sense it was on. Yeah. I tried to go, I tried to go down these steps another way. Man, the motherfuckers caught me. He's like, yo, come here, we gotta talk to you. I'm like, I'm like, what happened? Start walking, go to the office. There's police down there. I don't know what's the. It's all in the same day. It's all on the same day. Okay. Um, I don't know. You know, there's police down there. Everything. So I get to the to the office. You know, they like, yo, what a um, where that iPod at? I'm like, iPod. I'm like, I don't know. I don't got. I don't know. I'm doing no iPod. You know what I'm saying? They like, listen, man. Now my my principal, big this big black dude. He was real cool. Um, oh, I think last name was uh, Mr. Glisten or something like that. Glisten, 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 something like that. You know what I mean? He was, you know, he was real firm, but he was like, he was for the kid. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. He um. He like, yo, man, listen, just get, 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 you know, go, go find that shit, bring it back, this and that, you know what I mean? So we can get you out of here. I'm like, yo, I really don't know where that. I, I don't know where it's at. I don't even know what you talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He like, yo, look, the kid called his mother. His mom said, you know what I'm saying, this and this and that. If you don't get his iPod back, like, you're going to jail. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't know nothing about no iPod, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't tell you about no iPod. Like, you know, I, we goes in the um, we goes in the, I, I go, he put me in his office, and like this back room, and my man's is back there, the dude that took the iPod. Uh-huh. Now we back there together. I sit down. They close the door. I'm like, yo. I'm like, why you ain't giving him the iPod? Like, I'm talking to him now. You know, it's just me and him. Like, we, we just talking. He like, yo. He like, I don't know where it's at. I'm like, yo, come on, my nigga. Don't sit here. I'm like, yo, I said, these niggas just, I said, yo, he, they want the iPod. My man told on you, ratted on you already. Like, you know what I'm saying? This nigga like, yo. I don't, he like, I can't, he like, yo, I went to the spot where I, where I put it at. He like, I put it in there. I'm like, where you put it at? He like I put it in the bathroom and it, I, he like I went in the bathroom stalls, lift the um ceiling up yeah. and I put it up in the um you know like in the yeah. sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like damn. I'm like um I'm like yo you gotta go find that shit. I was we going to jail like yeah. he like man he like I ain't he like I ain't he like when I went he like I took them down there already. I was looking for for real like I was trying to you know what I mean. I'm I'm like yo I'm like fuck it man like. Like fuck it, he like yeah, he like mind you, I don't, you know I don't believe him the whole time. I don't believe that he, you know, that he went to look for or whatever. But just on the fact, I knew he was, I knew he was like he wasn't about to say where he put it at, and I wasn't about to tell on the nigga neither. So yeah. I just like fuck it, I got buckled off for that ride, took us downtown and shit like that. I'm in there, you know what I'm saying? I'm waiting. This ain't my first, this ain't my first time being arrested, little rodeo. So I'm sitting in there. You know what I mean? I'm thinking my mother about to come pick me up. That shit ain't never happened. It was like, <laughs> <"No."> <laughs> she came, she came and shit. But she went out. When I seen her walking back out through the window, I was like, ah, what the fuck? They locked us up. Um, the time off that? Nah, well, I ain't really do no time, but I, I ended up, you know what? I um, We did a few days. I ended up getting a bracelet. 
Okay. Right, I came home on a bracelet, and what my dumb ass do? I kept going. I kept going off my um my stoop, going down to the corner by the dice games, and I'd be dicing on the bracelet, and I'd run back to my porch and come back, and yeah. then my um my my probation officer at the not my probation my um my bracelet officer at the time, because I wasn't on the um on probation or nothing like that. He was like um. His name was Mr. Wilson. <laughs> he used to come through in the van. Like a lot of a lot of Patterson dudes probably know about that. Like, um, he was like, yo, man. He like, what's up? He like, you keep having um, I keep getting alerts. You know what I mean? Sent to my thing, man, that you, you know, you violating the bracelet. I'm like, oh nah, man, you know, I just I don't know. That I think I, I took the garbage out and you know, blah, 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 blah. you know what I'm saying? He like, oh, all right. He like, look. I'm going to give you to such and such to get your, you know, he like, get it together, man. I'm going to give you the, um, next week. I'm like, all right, man, I got you. Like, I ain't, I ain't you know what I mean? I'm going I'm to just stay home, whatever. Go. I go to school. I ain't, I ain't doing nothing. I go to school. I get to Kennedy. I see, um, I see my mans that I would go to school with. Not the, not the dude that I got locked up with. I see another dude and shit. I don't want to say nobody's name. Yeah, don't say no name. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though you know this ain't, ain't you know, it ain't nothing that could get nobody in trouble, but so um, I'm on my way to I'm on my way back to the school. I'm on my way to the high school. I get to Kennedy. I see this dude. He from a different hood and shit. He from um, this kid from Fifth Ave. I see. I see. I check him out. Boom. I'm like, um, what's good, bro? Boom. Shake his hand. I get in the school. Do my day, whatever in school. Like I said, I don't really do shit anyway, but I was dicing and in the calf. And we, yo, it was so bad to the point, bro. We used to take our slushies, our $3 slushies, and put um, liquor in our shit yeah. and be sipping liquor in high school. Like, yeah. bugging. Like, this is like. Well, I, never, I never really drank it, but yeah, we did the same thing. Yeah, it's like, and you know, back in the day, you just you thinking you grown. You're grown. You know what I mean? But you really bugging. You out of your mind. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Doing yeah. dumb shit like that. But um, I goes back to um, I goes back, I get to my house after school, and I get up in my driveway. At the time, I was um, I was living up like on the on the north side. So um, I gets back to my house. I got my boy outside sitting on my on my step, like cause I was allowed to go down there, and a chick that was living across the street from me. I was like, that was kind of like my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And we downstairs talking. I see this, I see the white van pull up. It's the nigga, Mr. Wilson. Yeah. He like, yo. He like, yo, man. He like, now there, what's up? I'm like, I'm like, what's going on, man? What up? He like, <laughs> he like, you ready? I said, ready for what? What's up? He said, you ready to go? He like, we to the detention center. <laughs> he said, you ready to go? I said, where are we going? He said to the detention center. Yeah. I said, what you mean? He like, he like, nah. He like, he like, what you mean, man? I told you. I'm like, you ain't tell me nothing, bro. What you mean? Yeah. I said, you told me you was gonna give me a week get I get my shit together. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He like, nah, I told you you was violating and I'm gonna give you a week so you could let you, you know, let you <laughs> oh, yeah. know you was going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what? 
Yeah. So that shit was like, that shit fucked me up. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm like, wait. I'm like, my mother, I'm like, I can't tell my mother, like, I can't tell my mother that you lock it. He like, he like, where she at? I'm like, she around the corner right down on the bottom right here at the laundromat. Like, yeah. He like, he like, come on, man. He like, all right, come on. I remember I had like a little Kooji sweater on with the uh, with the uh, short sleeve Kooji sweater uh-huh. and shit. And, um... I remember sitting in the in the, in the front seat and his passenger seat with the handcuffs on the uh, in the front because you know uh-huh. they cuff you backwards. But you know, like like I, I always was a you know I always had respect with with certain people. I always had always respected who respected me. So, however somebody would treat me is how I would treat them. And Mr. Wilson was always cool with me. So it was like even though he was arresting me. He always was like, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't no, he he gave me my opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was fucking up. I, I kept fucking him over type shit. And he'd be like, yo, do this. And then at then at that time he was like, yo, I'm gonna give you a week. Yeah. I took like like he giving me a week to get yeah, it together. Yeah, straight up, yeah. He's giving you week, he's giving me the week to, to tell everybody you about to go away. Basically. Yeah, I'm steady yeah. hugging. Uh, before that, prior to that, I'm steady yanking, ain't steady getting. And he was coming to me like, yo, you violating, man. I'm, I used to be like. Uh, oh my bad, my bad, and it was I ain't gonna front. I probably did that. I probably violated like six times prior before he even said, "Yo, I'm gonna give you a week." You know what I'm saying? So I, I put that on myself. But um, so he cuffed me and, and brought me by my mom and let me tell my mom I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? And then um, when I leave, I get to the youth house and shit. I get to the center, to the detention center. I goes in through um at the time it was called JD one, uh-huh. and it's like just the hallway with cells on each side. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, shit, the crazy, for, especially for some juvenile shit. It was prison, was prison. That shit looked all the same, and well, most cases, um, I goes through the hallway, and I and I and I look. I'm looking in the I'm looking in the cells as I'm walking down the hallway, going to my cell. I look to the right, and I look in the cell. I see this fucking dude. This is why I mentioned my man when I was going to school earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same dude from Fifth Avenue. I just mentioned. Yeah. I seen the same nigga sitting in the cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo. I said, yo. I I knocked tapped on the window. He got up like, yo, like, what's good? Yeah. I'm like, yo, what happened? Yeah. He like, yo, I just turned myself in, man. You know? He like, I'm about, I'm about to have a, you know, I'm about to have a baby. So, you know, I'm turning myself in type shit. Gotcha. Oh, okay. You know, man, I felt that. You know what I'm saying? Mind you, like I said, we we 15 at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what what um whatever happened to the with the uh the iPod, they ever recover it? <laughs> nah, nah, they never got that. <laughs> they never got that. That shit was I forgot, yo. The whole time I was going to going to court and everything, I was I forgot that that was the, what the charge was about. Sure. I started going to court. I'm thinking this because when I, yo, I violated the bracelet and my man's who did the shit with the iPod. He was home. Got you. So I went. We went to jail behind this nigga taking the iPod. <laughs> <laughs> and, um. And he was home. And he was home. Yeah. So and, when he when he got home, he followed the directions on the bracelet. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, eventually he ended up getting in trouble again. Like I said, and he, you know, he had, he had, 
he had a bid after that, shortly after that, ended up yeah. doing like four years, then came home from that shit and did some more time. So, you know what I'm saying? That's why I said, you know, I'm happy, you know, he home now. He got he got his shit together. You know what I'm saying? What, that, tell me about this. Tell me about the uh the joint you did, the seventeen when you were seventeen, you when that said you that turned you around. What was that? What was that situation? <clears throat> Oh, I, uh, when I was seventeen, that shit. That. But it's only two years apart. So you just uh, when you when did you first get arrested? At what age you first got arrested? Uh, arrested probably for like four. No, I was getting like going down to the to the complex and stuff like that when I was probably like thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, so from thirteen. Slap on the wrist though, like go down there, and they had me down there, shit on there for a few hours, and release. Yeah, you know, so thirteen to seventeen. So seventeen was the one that you said changed changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I right, so thirteen. That's four years, but you still you still a kid though. So what was seventeen? So what what was the seventeen? What situation was like? When you was seventeen. What happened? Um, when I was seventeen, <clears throat> I had. I had got into some shit, you know, I shouldn't have been doing. Uh-huh. Um, and I caught a little case. Um, I, I had a gun, you know, there was a gun involved and stuff like that. So I ended up getting some, you know, they was trying to get me t- 10 with an 85. Uh-huh. But at the time, I was 17 and, and um, which is cri- with, with the cri- real crazy part about that is, um, I was seventeen, and when the, when the situation took place, I'm like, yo. I, I remember sitting in a complex, and my birthday was the next day. Was my birthday March seventeenth? Oh, correct. I have to the birthday. My birthday March fifteenth. Yeah. Oh, word, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You later. Happy bladed. So I know I know I liked you for a reason. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm sitting um I'm I'm sitting in the you know in the complex whatever. That's what we call the uh the precinct complex. Whatever. So um I'm sitting down there and as the time I'm sitting in there and I'm like one of the officers came in there, and he was like, yo, he was like, Yo, I got some news for you, buddy. Uh, so he like He's like, yeah, man, you about to be doing a long time, man. I said, what? I'm like, what you mean? Like, where, where would I come from? He like, oh, you, um, he said, it's 12 o'clock, man. He like, we had you in here all day. You know, it's 12 o'clock. You 18 now. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, oh, nah. I said, nah, nah. I said, I turn 18 tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, what? I'm like. Yeah, like I'm. I said I ain't. You know, my birthday ain't, ain't till tomorrow. Like you got it messed up. It's you know. I'm like today. Today the fifteenth, going into um into the sixteenth. Yeah. He went to tap his partner. He's like, when, when's birthday? And he was like, yeah. He's like the seventeenth. He was like, oh, motherfucker, and walked off. Like <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm sitting there and I'm like, yo, that's this is crazy. Like, yeah, you know. Like you really hurt, you know. You really pursuing, you pursuing me, you know, getting the the most time out of out of whatever situation. Mind you, you don't know 
if I'm actually, you know, if I actually did that crime. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just come in and you saying whatever, whatever. But however, yeah, I ended up um I ended up taking four years. Um and I ended up going down Jamesburg and doing it down there or whatever. Okay. But I ended up I ended up um doing some of my time and then I and I finished the rest on parole. Okay. Um, so what you how much how much how much time you did before the uh got um I did two I did two years, which I was you know, I was lucky. That was lucky for me to for me to get that behind that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was blessed and actually at that time when I started when I was down there, that was the opening. I, at that time I had a girlfriend and um and I would be writing her back and forth all the time and I remember when I was I was telling her like, yo, I was writing her like, listen, I apologize. You know what I mean? I apologize for putting you through this. You know what I'm saying? And you don't got to stick around for this. You know what I'm saying? I said, uh, you know, go to school, keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, if you find somebody else, you know, just don't forget me, whatever, at the time. Yeah. So, um, she, you know, she like, nah, I, I would never do that. I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to ride it out. This is before I knew how much time I was getting when I was still facing 10 years. She like, I'm going to ride it out the whole time. I'm like, nah, don't do that. Just do, you know, I said, that'd be selfish of me. I always was conscious, even as a young, young, you know what I mean, individual. Um, like, I, I knew what was right from wrong. I knew what, I knew would be wrong, me trying to make this young lady stick around for, for some shit that I did, my nonsense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so she, um, but however, that was the, that was, that was it. All right. So what you what you learned? This is this is like you know the name of the podcast is is the uh, you know the redefined print. So because you was going into the things that you you accomplished afterwards after you got your act together. But what 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 are the things that um like you you really hear people talk about about like the street life, um jail as for for juvenile. So just so like the listeners can listen and hopefully like you know if a young person hears this they be like nah that's not something I want to do. Or you can go to the I mean, if you think that is something they want to do, I mean, you yeah. I mean, shit, that, that right there alone tell you that ain't something you want to do. I was, listen, not being able to be around, how should I put this, a female companion, that ain't, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Just that right there. I lost, this was my, my girl at the time. I thought I was going to, you know, have kids with her. This was the, my little love at the time. And here wow. I am, 17. Talking about, I'm about to go away for 10 years. So it's yeah. like, you know, 18, yeah. talking about going away for 10 years. I never seen that coming. You know what I'm saying? We didn't see that coming. She didn't see that coming. So, and then even to have to, you know, separate with somebody who I was in love with at the time, it was like, damn, over, you know, that shit was a, that shit, that shit checked me right there. Um, I ain't had no kids at the time. So, of course, I was more. You know, I was I was with whatever at the time. So even at that 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 bit of time, I was I was in, not gonna say I was okay with that, but that shit ain't bothering me. Because uh-huh. I was so used to being around niggas that was going to jail and uh-huh. getting into trouble. So that that time was like like whatever. Like I'm gonna go in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna do. That's how that was my, my mentality back then. Uh-huh. That's the type of 
people I grew up around and I had we had that mentality. So but um I got but that was the reason that's what that's how I end up writing music though. Okay. So with great transition because that's gonna be my next question. How you got into music, but go ahead. Yeah. So going down there, that's what transpired that and that and that same, you know, that same girl that I spoke about at the time, I ended up I was in um a facility called J Rack, which is like a like a twenty one and three um facility, like lockdown shit. And like we're basically we'd be locked up for like twenty one hours throughout the day and you come on for three within that time. Um within that three hours span you get you take a shower, watch T V, shit like that. Um you gotta take your shower real quick. Mind you, is everybody using one shower? I was on the top tear, so we'd come out, um, and in the bottom tear, actually the bottom tear and the top tear, we all use the same shower on the top tear. So they let the bottom tear come out first, they go shower, and then the top tear come out after, and um, and shower, but they give you like five minute shower. You know what I mean? So shout, but mind you, that shit is running into your time, your daytime. Daytime, yeah. You gotta go lock back in right after your shower and wait for the next nigga to shower. That shit is all considered within your um three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go downstairs and we were sitting at, you know, in the pot and shit, whatever, whatever. But um so and then that that's why I I remember I had a I didn't even have a notepad. I had a note. I had a notepad with probably like two sheets of paper on it left that uh-huh. I meant to get from somebody at uh-huh. the time, and a pencil. Um, and I was writing on that shit. And I remember I was looking out my window, my little, you know, the windows, you know, the windows that's like, I want to say they're like six inches wide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm a lot from right now. A little longer, you know what I mean? From, um, in length. But skin like small and width, uh-huh. them, and, and and it's deep. Like you could put your hand in it, that in the window. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But um, one of them shits. And I remember just looking out the window and looking at the sky, and um, and looking behind the gates and shit. And I just remember like picturing, like damn. I never, I never realized how, how beautiful the sky was you know what i'm saying like i never realized how look at this grass like i do anything not anything but what i would get you know i would i would love to be able to run around in the grass and play football with my niggas or you know or be sitting out there with my girl or any you know what i mean just want to get some sunlight and shit like that a lot of things that we take for granted when we out here you know uh-huh. when you free I mean, even you know, sometimes you you might be you might be messed up financially. You might be messed messed up, um, and down, um, mentally. But and then you come outside, but you don't realize just being able to walk outside is a blessing. A lot of us is getting to see that shit now and feel that now. Those of us who haven't been incarcerated by by the quarantine, not everybody having to stay in the house and not able to move as much as they want. You start to see that, like, damn, yo, just being able to get out and breathe fresh air, go out, walk to go to the store, one, two, the seven eleven ain't open no more. This ain't open no more. It's yeah. like you start to feel that and you start yeah. missing, you start to appreciate the value of the small, small stuff. But however, and then I started writing poems about my girl uh-huh. and about, you know, what I was saying. 
So that's how, and I used to go to the, all the niggas, all my, you know, the other inmates, and I'd sing my, so my music to them. And I'd be rapping, and I'd be like, yo, I want a nigga to sing. Like, I want a nigga, like, Leo or somebody to get up here and sing on this. And, um, is it Neo? Yeah, back then, it was like, this is like. Dang, and then Neo was the hot dude, right? Neo was mm-hmm. that, well, I, Neo was that dude. He probably still be writing a lot behind the scenes, I believe. This was like 2009. Okay. So, yeah. Neo was at his peak at the run that time. Right. So it was yeah, like, yeah. at that time, it was, um, <laughs> even around that time, it was the, uh, Trey, the say I, all that was a yeah. soldier boy was high around that time. They had to kiss me through the phone, like right before that, not to like a year, year before that, whatever. Okay. I remember that era too, because I was I was in trouble at that time. You know, when you've been in trouble, you remember all the music that was hot yeah. at that current time. Yeah, but music, music, music has a, a way of um, at least in my life, music has a way of uh, of time stamping memories. Mm-hmm. So like. So like it's not even like you in the street. Like if you even if you wasn't in the street, because I wasn't in the streets at all. I don't ever ever try to act like I was out there like that. I mean, I was outside, but I I, I was outside. I wasn't in the streets. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a difference to, for me. Right. Like, Cause you know, like you know, it's people that be outside, but they ain't doing what everybody else is doing. Right. But anyway, to make a long story short. Well, my point was like, yeah, I think it's think it's universal. So when you when you especially like when you're young, like the music. Like you will always love the music, like of your uh, your 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 teens and your early twenties more than anything else, because that's when you was you came as an adult. Like so, like, nobody's gonna ever tell me that. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like Jay Z came out right at right in my um, late teens, early twenties, but big and all that. Like Tupac, like nobody's gonna be like, yo, they always gonna be my favorite rappers, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, because that's right. when, like that's my era. So it's like. Those were the best times to you. you could yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody, ask your mom, like, when is her best, who she think is the best artist? It's going to be somebody that came out, like, right around high school or right after high school. Right. I, you know what? My my mom always used to listen to, like, um, Erica Badu. She, um, she used to, a lot, she, you know what? My favorite artist is DMX because yeah. of my mom. Mom, yeah, yeah. And I think your mom, I think me and your mom are the same age, actually, I think. I believe so. We'll yeah. Through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DMX was that dude. DMX was that dude for us, yeah. Word up. So it's like, yeah. I, yeah, I remember, remember my mother had a Honda, a Burgundy Honda Accord. And at the time, it had, it had a tape player in it. And I used to be like, I was like six years old, probably around that time. I used to live in Grand Street Projects. And, um, We'll be, you know, that's where originally where I'm, where I'm really from, you know. But they, they was knocked down around that time when I was like around six or whatever, like that. Seven. But um, around, I remember being like six years old, five years old, and riding around with the cassette tape player yeah, in the car, yeah. and my mom had DMX album on there. The, yeah. um, what's the album where he had the like blood all over him? Um. Flesh in my flesh, flesh blood, my flesh, blood, blood in my blood. Yeah, yeah. With the, I think that's the one. I remember it was. Yeah, he in a bathroom with all the blood. Yeah, flesh in my yeah. flesh, blood. In I, my, I think it's called blood in my blood. I think that's what it's called. And I remember he had this song. He like the snake, the rat, the cat, the dog. Oh, the I just won't see him if you live in the folk. Yeah. I remember that shit, and yeah. I remember we used to be on the highway. Like I remember crossing the bridge to get to New York. I'm um, crossing the DWB. 
to get to New York and my mother and um, her boyfriend. Shit, I remember sitting in the back seat and her playing that shit. Like, so that was my favorite artist. Um, Erica Badu, Mary J. Blige. She used to play um, Getting Ready to go to uh, go out and shit like that when she was like the most um the cheetahs at the time. I don't know. I think I just remember the name. Yeah, I, just, like, I, I don't know if that was it at the time. I remember nah, her. cheetahs was hot. It was cheetahs. Um, that's the late nineties. You talking about cheetahs? That was that was that was a good time, man. That's that's when the um they still had dress codes and all that back then. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know nothing about it. You know, I just yeah. remember my mom talking about it like that. You know, um, so yeah, I, I, that shit bring back a lot of memories, a lot of good memories to we used to, you know, hearing music around the house and stuff like that. So I was always into music since I was a kid. I used to be running around freestyling. I was even freestyling and stuff like that before I got in trouble, but I never took it serious until I started um, writing while I was in there. And then when I came home, I was like studio searching. Gotcha. I put you were studio searching. Like when you was in end, was you taking any type of um educational type things or not? Nah? When I was inside there, that's what yeah. I, I got my GED in, in there. Okay. What what um, other? And then when I went to a program. Yeah, you spitting out your credentials. Spit them out again. Um <laughs> when I oh all right. Well when I was in um J actually, I um I, I actually went to get I went I started filling up getting my GED in the youth house. Okay. In there, and then when I went to J Rack, they let me finish my test. I passed it. Okay. And so that's why in J Rack, I didn't have to go to school while I was incarcerated because I was already passed. So I, I was like, I would always have a job and shit like that. Okay. You know? But um, um, what would you what you ask me after that though? All right, we're gonna get to it. So all right, so music, you home, you searching for a studio. Do you, uh, all right, so who 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 was the first person you don't got? If you don't want to name names, you don't got to. Who was the first person that to recognize your talents and let you go in the studio? Well, how did you get to the studio? Um, all right, when I came home, it was it was these kids from my hood. It was um this this dude um I ain't his his name T Bird. Okay, he still he actually still does um. He still like does mixing and stuff like that. I think he, I think he a producer too now and all that. But he moved away. He, they moved, they moved out of um out of state or whatever. Okay. But um at the time when I came home, at this time I'm like twenty. Um, I was just trying to figure it out. But they was doing the music already. Okay. So he had the studio inside his house and his crib. And at the time, what, what, year, what year is this? This is it. 2012, 11. 2012, all right. Like 11, like 11, 2011. All right. So, um, he had the studio inside his, inside his, um, crib or whatever. So, I used to hear, you know, dudes from my hood talking about, um, my man's, um, Sheik. He was doing, he was rapping around the time. He was, he was nice. So, I used to, you know, I used to be hearing his music and he used to, I used to be like, damn, I'm on you know, I definitely trying to get up in there and get my shit, you know, laid down. I and then I started going over there, started getting up in there and shit, and I was recording my my music. But now that I look back, that shit was trash, bro. <laughs> 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 that 
everybody first stuff is trash, yo. Nobody, nobody, nobody makes good, good, good anything the first time out. You know what I'm saying? Man. Take practice here. Like the dude, man, niggas in jail will hype you up, bro. Tell me, bro. I'm like, well, a lot. Of, anybody else to tell you that it wasn't, but to me, that shit was ass. That shit was trash, and I'm like, yo, how y'all niggas let me record these songs, like? But yeah. I, I'm I'm happy I did it because that's what all that shit was a method to transpire into something else, and um, I just kept I stuck to it, and um, then Fetty Wap was coming up at the time, um. And you know, we I start I was running with him and shit and So you doing know, prior to music or Oh well Wap. Yeah. Um me and Wap come we met each other on through music. Okay. Yeah. I was working on my I was working on my own thing. He was working on his his thing and um we got we just got fly. Before before he um but before the before he ever took off and shit like that like we was already like we was chilling and shit like that together we used to go get little Henny and smoke this is about around time niggas was still he was niggas was smoking cigarettes and shit like that niggas been stopped quit them shits yeah. I don't remember, I don't even smoke tobacco I ain't smoked tobacco in you know a while now so like years but um. We used to go get our little Hennessy and shit. Like I mean, our little Remy. We used to drink out the drink the green bottle at that time. It'd be for the seventeen thirty eight and all that transpired. So, you know, start doing that. But however, you know, he um he took off with his with his record eventually down the line, and you know he kept his word, you know, to me and stuff like that. And you know, we ended up doing the music, and he put me on this album. And that it was a life changing experience, um, you know. And but you know, of course, some things took took some wrong turns, you know. Um, I signed a contract. So talk to you before we get to him. So talk talk about the um. You said it was a life changing event. So I right, so so trap trap queen takes off right. Right. So he he had his own crew. From the outside looking in, he had his own crew with the Remy Boys, right? Right. What was this distinction? Uh, Remy Boys was before you, before you met him. Enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah Remy Boys was actually um, created by Monty. Okay. Yeah, that was actually um, Remy Boy Monty's um, like tag label, as you would say. And um, it consisted of um, um, Fetty Wap, um, other artists and a few other artists and Monty, but um, you know, so they they already had they, they already had they that had okay. it, like, you know, if anybody was doing it, those was the guys to look to, you know okay. what I'm saying, and and they was doing it with nothing, like, okay. you know what I'm saying, like just straight pure talent and hustling, like. Mm-hmm. Going to get, you know, getting CDs printed out. Um, talking about running downtown, passing out CDs, running the other to all the other cities that was on the outskirts, running North Passaic. When I say like, you know, like it was moving like an operation, like a train. 
but it is definitely a blessing to be to see that, you know, to be a part of that and watch that that transpire. Yeah, well, well, do that again. I had, I had lost you for a hot second. You said it was running around town. Yeah, running around <laughs> town, going to um, yeah, running running around around the around the cities, um, running around all the outskirts cities like Passaic, North, um, just trap just. Getting in the car and running around with cities, Prince. I never, I never, I never witnessed that, and I never, you know, when at the time, you don't really know what you're doing with the music. You know, you just doing, you just doing shit to, to and, until you get there. You know, you figuring out as you go. So yeah, because a lot of that, I mean, that's part. That's part of the uh, fine print that nobody talks about. Like how how much work they actually put in Man. for the actually blew. The I mean, song all was out for a year before, yeah. yeah, the song was out for a year before it even, before it even, um, before the world got to hear it. But it was already hot in the city. Yeah. You know, it was at every, if you, you wasn't, they got to a point where you couldn't go to a club without playing Fetty Wap. If they don't play Fetty Wap in, in, a, in, a, in a club in, in Patterson, it was like, what? Like ain't nobody wanna beat it. It was crazy. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah, that wasn't the only song he had. He had like he had a, he made it EP with five songs on it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was the, that Trap Queen song was up there. He had a, a song called Six Seven Nine. Um, and he had a song called Rewind. Um. A song called Beautiful and some other shit. Like, but they always, they always, he, he just took over the city, man. And it was a blessing for me to be able to be a part of that and witness that and run around with him and, you know, hand out CDs and stuff like that. So we all, you know, we all, everybody just did what they had to do and, you know, piggyback off of um the, his, the, the movement. You know what I'm saying? And support that movement. You know what I mean? Of course, I was my own independent artist. You know what I'm saying? But it was like doing he was doing something nobody never did before. And that was my man's. So it's like you got you got that's what a lot of people have to learn how to do is you gotta support the person who has the um who got the ball right now. You gotta support that person. Uh-huh. If that's your if that's your man's not saying that if you you know what I mean if, yeah. if you don't know that person or whatever not so go try to be down with some shit but like if if you if if, if that's your man's and that's who you with and if you in a group with somebody or if you you're rapping next to someone if the light is on that person you keep that light on that on that person you know what I mean right on that male or that female you keep that light on that person until they kick the door all the way down. Then, then when y'all get in there, then y'all, you know, y'all split it up, man. You know, hopefully the, you know, the person that if you believe in them, then more likely they gonna do the right thing behind you after that. Gotcha. You, know hey, you said you said you said it changed your life. So what was the life changing things that happened? <laughs> when, um, so I right, so no before you get to that, nah, yeah, go ahead and get to that, and I got another question for you. So like what? You go on tour? What happened? I, yeah, I, I got it. I got the opportunity to go on tour. Um, the first time, the first tour we went on, it was about 
I want to say about two months. Uh-huh. Almost about a month and a half. Uh-huh. Long worth of tour of touring. Um, but that that shit was a life changing experience. Hitting them stages, performing in front of the crowds like that. Like I never, I never would have imagined. You know what I'm saying? Or know or know, knowing the way that feels. You know what I'm saying? So that was a life changing experience. That that gave me some a different type of courage. Um, I was doing music, but I never thought I'd see myself doing music, like performing it in front of people. You know what I mean? I always thought I would probably be be writing for somebody else, but that shit brought us like some type of it brought a star out of me. It was pulling the star out of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was the biggest thing moving at that time. Right. Yeah. Right. So following and, and, and using rap and rap, rap, quote unquote, right. herbal. Yeah, 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 he's the biggest thing moving right that time. He's he's a legend. Yes, yeah. you know, and nobody, you know, you can't take that from him. You know, he's a legend. He did a lot. He did he did a lot of made history. You know, broke some Beatles, um, records. You know, yeah, Not everybody can do that. Yeah. So what? What? So well, all right. So this is the the the, the fine print part. So all right. So the world's changing. You you going on tour? You with the biggest? Uh, he might have been the biggest artist in the world at the time, actually, when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, don't know, I don't know if Beyonce was recent. recent well, Beyonce was dropping every year, but he might have been bigger than her for a second. So he he wanted, he top 10 biggest artists in the world right now, right? If not the biggest. So so at this time, are you signed or, or are you signed or not? You're not signed. So what I did was um, I signed to the same label he signed to. Okay. Um, before, or after the, the the joint pop. Before. Before. Okay. Um. Actually, you know what? It was it was after. It was after. Okay. It was right after. It was um. We we actually all signed at the same time. Okay. We all signed our contracts to that to that label at the same time. How how old are you at this time? Approximately um about twenty two. Twenty two. Did you, did you have a lawyer look at the contract? Uh-uh. Okay. No, I didn't. Okay. Um, I read it. I ain't know, you know. I ain't know what the hell I was reading. You know what I'm saying? I I skimmed through it. Boom, signed my shit. We all signed our shits. Boom. Uh-huh. And then that was it. And I, you know, had I now had I know what I know now, I didn't need to sign no damn label deal. You know what I'm saying? I could have did what I did, just being. I'm I'm a solid nigga. That was my man's. All I had to do was just be there, you uh-huh. know, just be around, and use my talents. Never try to get in the way of, you know what I mean? Never put myself in, in in a position where I'm, you know trying to outshine my nigga, but at the same time, just putting myself in the right spots and, and holding myself and conducting myself a certain way. People going to want to work with you. People going to want to know who you are, and then they'll get that chance and that opportunity. You'll be a, it'll be a time when you'll be able to present your song, your music, or your or your mans might just tell you, like, why you be like, yo, listen to my, 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 my man shit right here. shit fire. You know and I could have I could have got somewhere by just doing that. And just you know what I'm saying, but 
So at the time, was, I looked at it like we was all a family. Yeah, you know? yeah that, that's generally where people go wrong at too. So how I like what was what was the uh was it a good contract, bad contract, swing? What you think? Um, the I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was supposedly it was a standard contract. So if you got a standard contract, it's not a good contract. Yeah. From from my knowledge, from what I you know what I've been through, um, and I was told I'd be able to renegotiate. I was just told like, yo, here, man, this 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 a contract. This shit don't mean nothing, my nigga. This just for. Remind you, this ain't from this ain't Freddie Wild. I don't know about talking. This is the people with the label I'm under. So I'm like, like, nah, man. I'll repeat that again, so they can hear it in the in the in the back row. Repeat what they told you. Yeah, man. This just a this just a standard contract, man. Just so you could be on, so be on paper. So when people ask, you know, who you signed to, it's official. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit don't mean nothing. If you want to get about. If you want to get rid of your contract or if you want to go do your thing somewhere else, ain't nobody never holding you back, man. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, oh, I bet. Uh-huh. It's like the contract. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, fortunately, I was able to get out of my contract um, down the line uh-huh. after um, different things took place and um, I was no longer happy being in my contract, but you can't just sign shit. You know what I'm saying? Because once you sign to somebody and, and you're not comfortable, if you feel like you're uncomfortable with the situation or you feel like they're not doing enough for you or certain things for you or the way you want things done, when you sign a contract, you got to make sure you're comfortable and these people are going to be able to get you to a certain level. Uh-huh. not... You man, you could do this shit yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, you want to get, you want to be. If you're gonna sign, you want to sign to somebody that's gonna show you how to do things. Show not just. You know, you don't want nobody that's gonna shut you out and try to handle all the business aspects of your career on their own and not putting bringing you in. And a lot of times, people as an artist, upcoming artist, you're gonna allow them to do that because you don't know the first thing about music. Ah, uh, got you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're gonna, you might put your whole life into somebody's hands and expecting them to know what to do with it because you don't know what to do with your music. As you know, you don't know what to do. Uh-huh. You don't know nobody. You coming out of a rough ass city with shit. You know, you just trying to make it the fuck out. This is a lot of people. This is a lot of upcoming artist situation. You know, uh-huh. they trying to get. They trying to get the fuck out. They trying to. You know what I'm saying? And all it take is, you know, it look like you going somewhere in a positive direction. And you got somebody talking the right shit to you about some paperwork, some shit you never, you know what I mean? Just just to be signed. Coming from the hood and to be able to say you're signed, that shit used to mean something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That meant, like, a lot. Like, oh, yeah, he signed and such and such. He signed the deal. Granted, I, ain't, I signed the deal for not for zero dollars. Wow. Yeah. So my deal. No advance money or nothing. No advance money or nothing. Yeah. And it's crazy because now I'm I'm finding out a lot of people did that. 
You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of big artists did that. And I and I you know, you would never know. Yeah. But um like I said, this shit is, is something that you have to some people have to go through, but you don't have to go through it. You need to get your you gotta get right on your on your gotta have your lawyer on from the door. You gotta handle business before you re- release a track, mm-hmm. before you sit down and talk to these dudes, have a lawyer present or, or on standby. So yeah. So when you were Meg then when that Meg the Stallion story came out. You what? What did you think? What was your first thoughts? Sound like something I did? What was you? What was your thoughts? Um, it just sounds well, you familiar with a situation. I about to say yeah, it sounds yeah. familiar. Like, and it's like damn, everybody go through this shit, but it ain't everybody. It's just you gotta, man. If they gonna they gonna get you, period. Uh huh. They could get you. They gonna get you. Uh huh. So basically, it wasn't. It wasn't they so 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 the business because I mean I think I hear this a lot in the urban space rap quote unquote urban space um about people approaching you with these with the with the family thing right they come in as a family saying we all mm-hmm. family but at the end of the day it's really just business yeah like um so like after, after you realize it was a family how how do you how did you feel. <laughs> <laughs> Once we ain't family, then you know it's up. Yeah. Not like that. But um if we ain't, if, if it ain't family, then it ain't nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna get no money with you no more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanna try to get no you know, I'd rather get get money on my own or figure it out on my own with family. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the biggest thing. So, um, yeah, man. That's so what, what, what was if, if if all right? So if you was doing it all over, you was talking to or you talking to a young artist, you sent young artists down. Like, what are they, like the three like three major things that you would tell them that they need to do or have in place before they sign or if they if, or not the sign? Like, what what would be like the three the three biggest tips you would give them as far as the music business goes? Um, number one would be have a, have a lawyer in your corner that. That that know that know his stuff or her stuff. Um, two, make sure you handle everything on the business. Don't, man. Even if it's your, even if it's your, you know, yo, listen. Even if it's your uncle, you don't have to sign no paper. I, I can't even. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I can't even tell you how to sign a contract. I could tell you. I could give you reasons why not to. I get a reason not to sign the contract. Then that might be your best yeah. best tips. Why um, not to sign the contract? Why not? Because nowadays you could do everything on your own. You got Spotify. You got you got um, all these. You got distributions companies like DistroKid, TuneCore, stuff like. Um, the list goes on. I like DistroKid personally, but. Um, you got all these different places that outlets that allow you to put your music on out to where as though you could get a hundred percent of your royalties back yourself. So whereas though you would have been given this, uh, uh, you putting your record out and you got somebody taking thirty percent of your of your of your uh, your funds that's coming in, you know, and and only because this guy because they uploaded the music that you could have uploaded. Yeah. On their program, that probably cost that's costing them forty dollars a year. 
Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, boom, for, like, for example, um, D- Distro Kid, they charge some people, y'all I believe it's like 40 a year to have, if it's just you as an artist up there, and you want to have an account and be able to release your music as frequently as you want. So for $40 throughout the whole entire year, you're able to upload your music to um, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, all the, all the streaming platforms, Deezer, all these platforms. Uh-huh. For $40 a year. You know what I'm saying? And it puts them on all them platforms. Now it's up to you. You have to be your own marketing team and strategize that. So that's where that's going to come into play. And it might be a little harder because you're independent. So uh-huh. you have to figure out the right marketing um, you know, team or, or, or how you're going to run things from your phone and computer and stuff like that to make you stand out more than any other artist. So, but you have these these things to where as though you might sign to um and it depend and it all depends on who you sign it to too. Because yeah. some people could do more for you. Some some people might sign to somebody and be like, yo, we, we don't got it like that to do this and this and that. You be like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I signed yeah. you for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. that was kind of, you know, that was kind of like my situation. It's like, yo, man, we can't. You know, we don't need to do but so this and this and that. So it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what, nigga? Like, I, I could do this on my own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, for real. You got, if you paying for your own studio time, if you paying for this and that, or if you got to take, you know, and then some people, you know, don't ever have, don't ever let your label make you feel like you asking for too much because you need, a, something pro, product, a product, you know what I mean? Some type of production paid for video or That's something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, budget. Yeah, budget. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what you need. Make sure you got a budget too. That's a, that's a key thing if yeah. you're going to sign. Make sure you have a budget and you know what your budget is and what they're giving you to spend, what you, um, you know, so you can stay in your budget and, and, and you purchase that and you, you know, you use it towards your craft, your studio time, your videos. Some people add their attire into that. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't. Some people got, got their own money for their drip. Some people, you know what I mean? But you never know an artist situation. Yeah. But um Yeah. Definitely um make sure you know your budget. And don't ever and if you don't got no budget that or if they telling you you got a budget and they ain't showing you, then that's that's cap. You know what I'm saying? And if you you know what I'm saying? So when you if you ever got to handle this shit on your own, man, be on your own. I can say that. Whatever, you know? If you got to pay your own studio time, man, stay independent. You can get 100% of that shit. It might be less. You might get less people listening to it, but you're going to receive a bigger income. Yeah, I remember. I think the first, I think, I don't know if I had this conversation with you or not when we first met. I guess it was a couple years ago when I said is, um, like, usually, um, when I, if I get an independent artist, I, I, I honestly don't really take a lot of independent artists as honest clients because, like, they don't they don't necessarily understand my value. And um, I do more educating than lawyering, which is cool, but, um, you know, it's only 24 hours a day. Like, I only really do people I really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, when it comes to individual drinks. But I tell, I'm telling people, I always tell people when they come to me or when they used to come to me, like, do you want to be do you want to be famous or do you want to make money? Right, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not it's not necessarily the two and the same thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like 
it's a lot of people that's moving a lot of units, but they ain't making money. You know what I'm saying? Right. That goes to, goes to with like you know having like a, a a bump contract. Like so, you saying like so for you, you might. Yo, on five hundred thousand, and they only getting, you know, what I mean, thirty percent of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you was breaking up a little bit, but I get, I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. Yeah, but oh, my bad. I hope, I hope they recorded it. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's a numbers game, and it's like just say, just say that, just say that last part over there, and as far as the uh the numbers, if you were saying numbers. Yeah, I'm saying like for you, like so, an independent artist, right? It might be better for you, like so, like the fame versus actually making a living doing music you know what i'm saying or whatever art it is right because mm-hmm. you may especially music because music is is, is is notorious for being um having bum deals and taking advantage of artists right so right. like so a lot like you know a lot of people dangle like the fame so i always tell people like do you want to be famous or do you want to make money because right. you it, like because it's different focuses like you you may not, you may, it only, it's only like 25 people that's famous at a time, really, when you think about it in the music, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's a whole bunch of people making money behind the scenes, like, you don't know who writing Usher joints, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But like, and you, and if you, if you were an independent artist, you know what I'm saying, like, being, maybe, for, from a financial standpoint, maybe only having, just say, I'm just going to keep numbers, maybe having $100,000, 100,000 fans net you more because you got 100% of your uh of everything than having 500,000 people liking you and you only and you're an artist and you only getting five ten points off the joint you know what I'm saying exactly. or 20 yeah you know what I'm saying so and, that, and that's what the, that's the difference between what I say like fame and making money like obviously everybody want to be famous you know what I'm saying I ain't gonna say everybody but a lot of people want to be famous and you know what I'm saying, but famous people ain't necessarily making the most money out here, or making any money sometimes. Right. I mean, they making something, but you they ain't making what you think they making. Like all them cars is renting. You know what I'm saying? And that was a, that was a big big part of my you know my my thing too, because you know at that time it's like yo, I don't got no big record out spending. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't got I'm not I don't got these people. You know, I got people calling, you know, call asking about me, but I'm not, I'm not getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was, you know, I was shut out of a lot of stuff. You know, like it was like you come back to me and let me know, like, hey, um, we're talking about you at these labels, these big meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, and then it'd be like, then it, you won't hear nothing else about it. So I'd be like, whatever happened to that? You know what I'm saying? What these yeah. people say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So definitely you want to be able to be in on these conversations when they speak about you. Yeah, but you got to take care of your business, man. At the end of the day, it's called the music business for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of artists just want to be artists and put they, 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 uh, they product out, you know what I'm saying, and neglect the business. But it, it kind of sort of like now we had a time where, all, you know, there's a whole bunch of information out here. So it shouldn't necessarily be getting bump deals in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I say, man, I, I know the, the industry is changing. Um, I, now you're seeing it a lot. You're seeing a lot of artists coming out and they're, and they're, and they're speaking on their, their deals. Yeah. You got a lot of people going to be quiet. A lot of people going to be quiet because, like, yeah, 
your hands is in these people. It's literally, I mean, your life is literally in these people's hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. And they could stop you, you know, they could blackball you and have you not making music. They yeah. could shelf your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Especially when you sign. Yeah, when you sign to somebody, they can do whatever they want with your, with your, uh, with your product. Right. Yeah. Tell yeah. you what you're doing. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I ain't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, I'm saying, you know, tell, they can control your music. Tell you when and when you can't drop shit. And now your fans waiting for you. And, you know, you making up excuses and you telling them, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, yeah. What was, your, what was your biggest lesson you learned from the music industry? Um, my biggest lesson, or the biggest lesson, man. Had a lawyer. <laughs> had a lawyer. Yeah, had that right. This is the redefined print, hosted by a lawyer. He said, "Had that lawyer, right?" <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know, you gotta know what you're doing, man. You can't come into something blind, man, because that this is about to this. I right, this. Once you sit down and you grab that pen and you're about to stroke that pen, bro, you have that's your entire that's that's gonna determine where you're gonna be ten years from now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Even if you sign it for one year, this 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 pen stroke can determine how your next ten years of your life is gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Or rather you're gonna be fighting for your freedom of for your shit back. You know what I'm saying? You could be fighting, fighting for that. You might not like this shit in the first six months, and be fighting for that shit for ten years to come. You know, gotcha. some if you want to continue to do music, some people don't ever get it back. Like some people gotcha. just out of, they just fade to black, and you don't hear from them no more. And it wasn't because not because they wasn't a good artist, they just was in a fucked up deal, fucked up situation, and now you don't hear nothing from them no more because they couldn't. Yeah, so I like I like bounce back stories though. How, how did you bounce back from everything? Um, so what I what I did, and along with the process of the music, I was um I was networking the entire oh. time. So what I was doing, I was networking. I I was I was always talking to likable people and people who, you know, like me. But it was genuine. And I ran into, um, I had a friend of mine named John from Detroit, you know, that I met along the way. I met him through Frenchie from um, Brick Squad. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and I reached out to him one day and I was just letting him know, like, yo, man, I have to, I have to figure out something. I have to figure out something else I can do, you know, that um, brings in, you know, brings in, I need income, like financially, something you know, something legal, something that's going to bring in money other than music. Uh-huh. He was like, yo, yo, are you into uh, edibles and stuff like that? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> so he like, hey, I think it's going to be a big thing. You know, I think it's going to be a big thing um, out in California soon. So he's like, would you be interested in having your own edible? I'm like, shit, hell yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't got to consume it in order to, to you know, promote it. Yeah. You know At the time, that's how I'm thinking. But of course, then as I as I as I grew and and learned, you have to if you're gonna own something and put your name behind something, you have to use that product. You have to know how your product works. You, uh-huh. to, you know that's your baby. So as I came into that, 
I started taking them myself because it got it got to the point where we was we had the samples. I used to go to California with him uh, and walk around and be handing them out to people walking along the boardwalk, handing out my gummies, my THC gummies, my cannabis gummies, and we'll be walking around and I would take them with uh, somebody each time just to show them, you know, so to gain that trust. Each time, you handed somebody. Each time, I'd be like, "Yo, would you like to? You know, would you like to try my product?" Uh, they call them eighties, you know, cannabis, THC, ten milligrams each, you know, twenty pieces in a can. You know, tell them my whole thing, and yeah. then I and they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take two or whatever," and then we'll take them together. So the whole day I'm walking around high as shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just walking around doing. So how many times you used to take them during the day? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably I probably had about like I'll probably knock down like two cans before the. <laughs> There's 20 of them come. I mean, it's 10 coming to can, and yeah. then we walking around like talking, talking to people. I've been knocked down like 10 cans. Some people I'll be able to get, give them to them without me taking it with them. Some people will be, you know, open to it because like out there in San Diego, it's more settled. Yeah. Um, ain't everybody not watching their back? All crazy how it is, um, and like a lot of urban areas. Yeah. You don't feel like everybody out to get you. It's more so everybody's more like, hey, trying to help everybody. Or it's like, hey, yeah. would you like some of this? Would you want to? So it's more easier to be like, hey, and people would trust you. So um, we did that. And I, and that that's what really kept me balanced and kept me out of, you know, that shit kept me out of a lot of hard situations. Things still, you know, of course, was hard and got hard, but just having that foundation and having something else that hold me up was was it. So that taught me music isn't isn't the music isn't what it it makes money, but it ain't it ain't in the music. It's in the business. Everything is a business. It, it, it boils down to numbers and what you're doing. Um, so definitely. Like yes. So start with your business. If you want to do music, start with your business because your music is your business. Start with that lawyer. You yes. know what I mean? Start on, a lot of people don't have the, the means to make that money to even get a lawyer. So what you do, my recommendation to anybody that's just going to do music and can't afford a lawyer yet, nigga, do music until, and don't sign no papers until you can get afford a lawyer. Well, you got you. And what what other things you did beyond the GED? Cause you was you was labeling, you was spitting them out before, and I cut you out. I said we are gonna get there, cause uh -oh. more education all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After I got my after I got my GED and shit, when I came when I came home at that time, um, I ended up going to school. Mm -hmm. I, ended up, I I came home and I went to school for welding and manufacturing technology. So okay. I learned that, and I and I ended up and I and I. I have found a little passion for welding mm. um, prior to me getting in trouble when I was like around 16, 17, because I had got kicked out of school. I had got kicked out of Kennedy. Mm -hmm. and, um, they, and then I went to Passaic High. And then I went to Passaic High for like a month. And I got into a fight in there and I got kicked out of there. Uh -huh. They gave me the boot. Quick as hell, they wasn't playing. <laughs> Kennedy, I was able to do what I want for mad long, and they wasn't tripping. Yeah, he got me out of there. And then when I left there, my mother sent me to Job Corps. Okay, so that's where you learned it from at Job Corps. Yeah, so yeah. I went to Job Corps, and only Yanta 
New York, upstate New York. And I was on the campus up there. So I used to stay up there and I'll catch the bus home, like the trailway bus uh-huh. to Manhattan. And then I'll catch the dollar bus, the little white meat I made up bus. I'll take that shit back to Pat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Patterson. So um, I was doing that for, and then I got kicked out of there. I got into it with some, some, uh, some other people up there and shit. And I started a riot up there. I didn't start a riot, but I had some dudes from New York I was cool with, like from um, um, Flatbush and some other dudes I was up there with, like some some Caribbean dudes, got into some shit out there, and I got kicked out of that shit too. So when I and then when I got that was oh eight, I got kicked out of there, in like October of two thousand eight. Then I got I was home and I got locked up, March. 2009. Mm-hmm. Like, within that time frame, it just was like, I kept getting kicked out of shit. Boom, I was getting kicked out of school, kicked out of school, kicked out of school, landed in jail. So, I was like, damn, I wish I could get kicked out of this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it was like, yeah. I was on a, you know, little fucking, little downward, little spiral, not, you know, growing up, like, just not, not caring. Like, uh, shit gonna be how I want it. Shit don't work like that, man. You just setting yourself back, time at the time, back and back. You know, some people, everybody not fortunate to get that little break. So everybody don't just, you know, ain't gonna make that hit song that's just gonna pop off. You know what I'm saying? Some motherfuckers gotta make a hundred songs for for and and for them to catch that one and then go back and listen to your other hundred songs. Like, it's a lot of artists that tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I I realized even myself, I got old music, bro. I got music from three years ago that I play right now. Motherfuckers be like, yo, that shit is fire. Where yeah. the fuck find it at? But I got, I don't even have the, you know, like due to legal things, I don't promote certain music because, I, you know, I don't get paid for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, you know, we can have a conversation offline about that, about strategy. Right. Matter of fact, we can do it here because somebody might be listening to it. It might help them. Like, um, I understand what you're talking about because of the contract issues, but it may be, um, and this is something you could think about. You don't got to answer this right now. And I'm saying let people know what you're doing. But maybe it might, it might be a situation where if somebody thinks it's hot, you just put it out there or you just put whatever out there that you got. If you, if you don't, they don't have a cease and desist on you and just see what pops and then you might be able to tore up that or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't, they don't have, at this point, nobody, they don't have control of my, of what I do with the music. Yeah. They just get paid off of it. They get know. paid for it though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, but we, we'll talk about it in more detail. We don't got to go right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's saying like, um, maybe that's like a, uh, We'll talk about specifically about your situation offline, but like somebody listening, like they might be for something like, you know, although somebody else might own it, if they if they don't have like, they got control. If somebody owns it, but they can still put it out, like they can bootleg their own joint, which you can't do because I'm not, I'm a lawyer, I'm not totally telling you anything illegal to do, but if you can, um, if you can find a way, if, well, if some of your music is happening to get out there, right? And it might, it might, you might not necessarily get paid off the the song being played, but you might be able to get 
in a position where you might be able to get a show off the song or something like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we're talking specifically about, yeah, about your joint offline. Um, right. And you all go with the welder. So you so you got any certifications for your welding and all that? Or nah, that never happened. Yeah, I got certif- I got certifications for it. Okay. So, so you you, edu- you you got you got you educated with a trade and you got um and you got a uh you educated with a trade, you got you got your artist and you got a um a business on the side. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got the multiple streams. So it's really for you is about it's really just about leveraging everything that you got. I just lost you on the video. But I'm we still recording though. Yeah, yeah. I see I, I got you right here. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah. Uh so really what you was about leveraging your talents and your um leveraging your talents and, and your skills at this point because you already got and your businesses. Right. That's what it sounds like. And we, we work on that off offline. But cause I mean, but you you not a one trick pony, which is a which is a I think that might be a good message to pe- people. Like, yo, you got you can weld, you can do music, and you and you're an entrepreneur and you got something going that you basically uh getting residual income from for the most part, right? Right. I mean ain't not, you ain't doing nothing crazy yet, but it's still potential for everything. Yeah, i I mean it's the it's the beginning stages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a baby. You got, you know, you gotta, you gotta cater it to a growth. You know, cater to it until it grows. You know, um, so that's that's the that's the point I'm at right now. That's why you might, you know, you see me promoting, you know, our CBD uh, cream. You know, by Stay Kind Co. You know, um, those are my peoples. Gotcha. You know, I give everybody because we we've been we've been an hour and a half. But again, thanks. I love you for take for taking the time to even. No doubt, bro. I mean, we know we we always be chopping up offline, but I wanted to get you on a official joint. Yeah, and yeah. Probably could do probably could do another one. Well, we could do however many one you want. I mean, everybody locked down, so. Um, right. But give everybody your um, where they can find you at, and then your music. Oh, oh, last question: You still releasing music? Um, I got some. I got some in the works right now. Okay. I got, I'm working on a project. So, you know, I, I, I ain't been making no noise. I haven't been making any, um, you know, any any awareness to it as of now. But yeah. I'm working on it, you know, so. How would you describe your style? What, what's your style? Because I, I got a way to describe it. But how would you describe your style? Oh, um, my style? Yeah. Man, I don't know, man. I'm just a cool dude, man. That's it. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I just got that. No, got that wave. Is I don't know. But um, I just do me, man. However I'm feeling, whenever I go in there, however I'm feeling, that's how that's what's gonna come out. So gotcha. I just give it, give it my all, give it me. Man. So all right, well, I guess this is gonna be your last two questions. Describe, describe your creative process. Like, how do you? How do you come up with a song, reverse, and all that? A lot of the times, I don't, I like to come up with my music inside the studio. Okay. Um, I don't really write on my like being outside of the studio. I like to get the full feel of the, of the song when I'm in there. Hear the beat right there. Hear the, you know, sometimes be with the producer, or you know, even if I'm not, you know, just be inside the studio, get that feel, and then I'll just go in there. You know, I go and I get a concept. Um, I go in there and do the concept to my with my hook, 
Thanks again, brother, for, for taking the time. We're going to end it on that because we got an hour and a half in. I got to edit a little bit. But um, thanks again for um for doing this. Like, again, I love you for doing this because you ain't had to do it. Could be got family and all your other issues going on. But give the people, yeah, give your people all the, where they can find you at. Um, You can find me on um, Instagram, Paperboy80. Um, that's P A P E R B O. You good? Give it again. Give it again. Stop. Give it again. I said, oh, I, I said you can find me on um on Instagram at uh, Paperboy80, P-A-P-E-R-B-O-I-8-0. So, yeah. And I, I, I have all your stuff in the um the description of the podcast, too. So, um, all right. You can find out. You can find our products at stateconco.com. Too, you know what I'm saying? So definitely if you follow me on IG, you could um find find the link inside my bio as well. So you well, can repeat that there. again because I was talking while you was talking. What was the state? What? Uh state kind co. State kind. Okay. Yeah, S T A Y K I N D um Co C O, you know, dot com. And you could follow you know, follow us and, and follow our products as well. You know, our C B D tinctures, um, and our C B D topical cream. And also our Cali sticks and uh, edibles and stuff like that as well. So, cool. All right, man. I'm gonna call you right back. All right, man. Take favor, everybody, for listening, tuning in. Um, hopefully, well, not hopefully. Go check this brother out. He's doing his thing. And uh, check y'all on the next episode. Peace. All right, peace. Appreciate you, bro. All right.